Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Wednesday, May 11th, and we are going to have a high of 15 degrees here in the Edmonton region. What's today. the weather where you are? Put it in the comments. <laughs> We're broadcasting live on the Podbean app as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. Join in on the Podbean app. You can type in the chat. You can click the call-in button. You can win some cool prizes. Uh, free coaching every morning, free coaching. That's why it's here. You get to ask your questions. Um, Hey, maybe you'll be the person today who calls in because nobody else does. <laughs> um, yes. Good morning, everybody. I'm just going through the comments here. Um, what do we got going on this week? Today is Wednesday. Yeah. Friday. We've got Friday live training. We do. Um, we are back at it this Friday with a new time. Uh, it is no longer at 7 p.m. It's going to be at 6 p.m. going forward. So 6 p.m. Friday live trainings. This week, we are going to be doing a topic on raising capital in 2022. Did you see that yesterday? I did, yeah. Okay. I accepted your invite. I, I decided that I'd be there. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I learned the other morning that it's very difficult to do things by myself these days. Um, so I really need you. <laughs> yes, I will be there. Um, yeah, and then we have our first um, uh, coaching and accountability mentorship session. Yes. For our, our real estate investing master's mentorship program on yes. Friday after that as well. If you're not in that group, um, then you're stupid. Sucks to be you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, coaching and accountability session is at 7 p.m. on Friday, right after the Friday live training. Yeah. Every Friday, uh, and many, many other amazing perks with that program. If you're interested in that, just go to reimasters.ca. Um, but if you're not ready to take action, then don't bother. Yeah. You're not ready. It's cool. It's cool, though. You know, just try and figure it out on your own. That's 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 what people do, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to see if I can figure it out on my own first. I'm just going to watch some YouTube videos. I'm just going to listen to the podcast in the morning. And trust me, if you join in on the podcast every morning and you ask your questions and you take action immediately after and you keep moving the needle every day, you will succeed. But if, uh, if that's not for you, if you can't seem to motivate yourself, if you can't seem to get all the answers, if you can't seem <clears throat> to develop your own jet fuel, then that's what the mentorship program is all about. It's about ass kicking, education, and guidance, mentorship. Mm -hmm. okay. um, Chris has a question in the, in the comments here. He says, good morning, friends. Just want to ask, who starts networking before 6 a.m.? <laughs> Interesting question. Is that like a Jer joke? Is that <laughs> Jeremy like a, says Jared. <laughs> is that like a joke where it's like, uh, um, what has two thumbs and uh, starts networking before 6 a.m.? <laughs> this guy. This guy. Because <laughs> if it is, you're a little late on the punchline. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, well, I know that uh, Jeremy and, and Jared were listening to the podcast together yesterday. 
So they were um, networking before. Six. At the uh, at, at the coffee shop, which is which is very cool. And um, if I recall, Chris and Jeremy were gonna were do gonna meet up as well. I saw some. some Chris comments. had to work. Oh. Yeah. How do you know that? Because it, it was in the chat. Oh, you were. Oh, okay. <laughs> was it in this chat? Yeah. Okay, I missed all that yesterday. Sometimes I. I, I catch I catch a glimpse of the conversation in the chat, but um, while I'm talking, doing the show, there's like a whole conversation going on. Um, so it is kind of networking in the morning. They met up on Chris's lunch break. No way. Good for you guys. That's awesome. That's awesome. Jeremy is a networking machine. <laughs> do you remember? <clears throat> do you remember, Gabby, when I made... Um, the decision to network with every single investor in Edmonton and I tried to in Alberta. I do. I went on like a, I had a six month goal um, because I wanted to, to grow my network and, and feel free to, to, to steal this. Um, I had a six month goal that I wanted to meet every investor in the Edmonton area in the next six months. So I literally just like spammed everyone asking to meet them for coffee and I met everyone and I learned what everybody wanted and I learned what everybody was doing. I learned who was doing stuff. I learned who was full of shit and I just basically built this huge network and this database of everybody. So now I get to a point where like someone asked about someone I was like, yeah, I know who that person is <laughs> and it's extremely valuable. I met a lot of really cool people. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of value in, in your network. They say it's your net worth. It really is right. Because if anyone needs anything, I know exactly who to call. Yeah, it makes it if easy to do anything. business. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why I'm like, I'm so incredible. I admire Jeremy because I know how hard that is. I know how much time he's putting in. He's investing a lot of his time, but it's going to pay off. Yeah. Because of the relationships he's building. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Nothing else much going on in the, in the chat there. Um, so yeah, we got Friday Life Training on Friday, appropriately. And then on uh, Sunday, we've got our fix and flip meetup, our May uh, meetup at our fix and flip. Yeah. Um, looking like 80 some odd people are coming to that. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I um, I added So there's you had it at 80, but I added one extra ticket because at Rapid Cash, we met a really cool person who really wanted to come. So I I threw an extra ticket in there and she grabbed it sometimes sometimes i give people the address and i don't tell you <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of people <laughs> yeah it well everyone kind of comes in at different times and um yeah <laughs> and maybe it will be cramped it's 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 a big enough house and we can now that the weather's warmer we can hang out outside as well mm -hmm. and now that the garage doesn't smell of cat piss people can hang out in there as well stop saying piss uh P? Yes, please. Thank you. P just sounds like I went pee pee. <laughs> the other one sounds like. I haven't said like... P since, since like, since I turned double digits. Can I just be honest? The other one sounds like you're a redneck welder. What? Like you're a redneck welder. Okay. Well, now, now you now, now I've offended all the welders. 10% just unsubscribed. Thanks. <laughs> I'm gonna go rock a piss in the corner. Stop saying it. <laughs> I cringe every time you say it. And this isn't something new. You know this. Mm. I tell you this every time you say it. Anyways, guys. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it, 
it really just it adds to the story. No, of, it like, doesn't. You re- like how disgusting the house is or house was. The cats went pee everywhere. It doesn't it doesn't sound. I think like cat urine has as good of an impact. <laughs> you need to learn how to tell stories. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! How's everybody doing? <laughs> Um, we've got the fix now. Everyone's going to be like, I bet you half the half that list list is going to drop I'm off because they think that this house is terrible. No, it's actually in really great condition now. It's just, um, you know, that's that's how you get your deals. You got to find the dirtiest ones, <clears throat> and it's only dirty on the surface. Once it's all cleaned out, once all the the fabrics are gone, once you've Wash the walls and and um, painted them with kills or primed them with kills uh, paint, and then you put your couple layers of paint on, and uh, you get an ozone generator in there. It's uh, it's practically a brand new house. Oh yeah, there's there's zero trace. Oh my god, we haven't talked about the return of Catspur. What? <laughs> we haven't talked about it. No. Okay, so I was like, there's zero trace. And then I'm like, wait a minute. This happened last Thursday, Friday. That's why. Last week. Last week. Because I remember I was calling by law. Well, on Josh Friday. didn't. Yeah, Josh didn't tell us right away. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So breaking news. I don't have a breaking news audio clip. Let me see if I have a breaking news. Uh, no, I don't. Dang it. Um, For those of you that have been following along with this, um, the Duke flip. This um, kitty cat urine house. <laughs> Thank you. Fuck. <laughs> uh, we've been having cat problems. Um, and and the ghost of Catspur, uh, you know, we thought that we got the cat out of the house. Well, the cat was out of the house for several weeks. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Josh would would see him outside every once in a while, but for the most part had, but had buggered off. Um, yeah. And then they had the doors open a bit, moving stuff in and out and, you know, doing, doing the reno. And so one night Josh was working late and he hears like, thump, 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 thump. and he's trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And he finally realized that there's a cat in the vents. <laughs> So, or in the, in the ducting. Yeah. So Catspur had got in, jumped down the cold air return because it's wide open. It doesn't have a vent on it. So it's a nice big opening for a cat to jump into. And, um, he's been living in the ducts and just like roaming around and he'll come out at night when nobody's there and poop on the floor (laughs) and then jump back into the ducts. (laughs) We stopped by, what was it? Was it Friday that we stopped by? I think so. And, uh, yeah. One of the guys there, he's like, yeah, he's, he's, we asked, is he still here? And um, they say, oh, yeah, he's definitely still here because we uh, um, came in and we saw we saw cat, cat feces, feces, <laughs> excuse me, that offends me, feces <laughs> on the corner of the, the basement floor. So, yeah, yeah, he's he's hopping out of the vents. He's able to get out. That was one of the big things that we were yeah. really concerned about is that is he stuck in there? Yeah, because we don't need a dead cat in, in the ducks because then we're going to it's going to stink. We're going to have to drag it out. Uh, it's just going to be a huge pain in the ass. Um I don't even know how you would get it out. You have to. You have to try and. You'd have to take the venting apart. You'd have to knock, knock, knock until you felt a dense part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And so thankfully we know that the cat can get out because he got out and dropped a deuce in the corner (laughs) of the basement. Um, (laughs) I'm okay with deuce. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. Thank God. I'm just, just testing the waters, Gab, just testing the waters. Uh, Yeah. So that's, uh, but I haven't followed up with Josh since to find out. Byla brought a, a trap. Bye. So yeah, Bila brought by a trap, but he said that it can only be out like during the week, was it? Can't Um, leave it out on the weekend if nobody's going to be there? Yeah, he won't leave it on the weekend because if the cat gets trapped, um, they won't be back till the very next day. Isn't isn't that how the Fred Penner song goes? Josh, the cat came back the very next day, yeah. If no one's coming back the very next day... That is the theme song. I thought he was a goner, but the cat came back. He just wouldn't stay away. Wow. We should get some speakers for Sunday. (laughs) That is the theme song to this house. It's Fred Petter's Cat Came Back. I love it. Uh, Okay, so Josh says he ate all the food in the can that we left on Friday. Fresh poop yesterday, so not sure exactly. So he, so he got into the trap and it didn't trap him? How do those things work? This ain't his first trap. <laughs> this ain't Casper's first trap. Um, yeah. But there, uh, when when the cat walks in, it goes to the back of the cage and then there's like a, a like a little step. And once he presses down the step, that's it pushes down on it, it, it releases the or it drops the uh, the guillotine. So he hopped right over it. You did yeah. not get my joke. Guillotine, yeah. <laughs> Chop his head. No, it's not going to kill the cat. It's, it's, it closes the door um, behind him. But uh, apparently he must have just like stepped around it. Or he's not heavy enough. I haven't seen the cat, so I don't know. <clears throat> Neither have I. Because uh, it's a ghost. Oh, Josh says, no, the peace officer took the trap and we left the can of food out. Well, well that's humane. At least we know that he's he's hungry and that yeah. that should trap him. So is the trap back? Has it been back there this week? Yeah, the very next day. <laughs> the trap, not the cat. <laughs> the mm. trap came back the very next day. Uh, I believe that they were going to come back on Monday. Um, ask Josh. Josh would know more than me. I well, I, I I was in okay. essence. All right, I'm just <laughs> filling and sound void while we wait for an answer um what a what an interesting conversation i had to have with the bylaw officer about that that was fun (laughs) so what seems to be the problem you got a you got some cats (laughs) i mean (laughs) this is exactly what he trained for (laughs) (laughs) win my whole life (laughs) (laughs) i said these damn cats. And I told him that we call it Catsburr and everything. <laughs> I said, they, uh, we can't get them out. And uh, I said, I'm just tired of this. Like this thing's almost done. I can't have cats sneaking back into the house and like dropping deuces everywhere. <laughs> like I'm trying to sell this place. Like we're, tr- we, we literally have worked so hard to get the, the, uh, the, the, the terrible spell, smell from the cat urine out and he's just coming back in and just well that's what i was just thinking about is that it's nice that he's like getting out of the vents to you know mm-hmm. take his poops so that we don't have poop in the vents <laughs> but he's probably peeing in there so we're gonna have to get um clean my air to do the sanitization of the ducks as well 
Otherwise, unless, uh, unless Josh, unless you can tell me that you've also found like pee puddles or pee stains in the basement as well. But yeah, I, I think we're going to have to do the sanitiz- sanitization of the ducks as well. Which people is something. Sanitizing ducks? It's a cat, <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want to say on that note, um, some people might not know that, um, that that's a service that furnace and duct cleaners can do. True. Is, um, so it's often used if, say, there's, you know, like if you have a rental property and, you know, um, you're getting a furnace cleaning and you want to make sure that there's uh, no, like, dander because people are uh, with allergies to animals are allergic to the animal's dander, essentially, right? Yeah. And, um, and so they can, they can pour this kind of like sanitization solution down the ducts. So it's not like a sure thing gets everything, but it does help to make sure that um, there's not kind of that dander stuff flying through the air and whatnot. Yeah, allergens or whatever. Yeah, the allergens. Um, it does cost extra, of course. Yeah. yeah. We had a uh, we had a tenant buyer that had a son that was uh, deathly or a tenant buyer prospect. I was God, that's that's a mm-hmm. story in itself. <laughs> um, another day when we're talking about rental, um, their kid was like deathly allergic to pets and dander, and uh, before they would even consider the place, they wanted us to to sanitize the whole area so that the kid could come in just to see if it would be okay or not. <clears throat> <clears throat> excuse me yeah he's like uh we really like the house and the pictures but i need you to like completely scrub like we well the parents had, the had come and seen it like they had been through it they just wanted right. to bring the kids in as the last kind of like test yeah so like we need this place cleaned up again it had already been professionally cleaned we had to cleaned we had to clean it again car- uh, shampoo the carpets and everything and we had to put an allergen through the the vents and stuff and i knew that like <clears throat> excuse me um the the the, I think the mom, the mom was a reasonable one and the dad was just a weirdo. Um, but the mom had said that like, they, they really didn't want to, the kids didn't want to move and because they didn't want to change schools and, and not be around their friends, but this was where they wanted to be. And this is the kind of house that they wanted to, you know, to, to, to be in. And, and we'd show them so many houses. And um, <laughs> I remember we like, we had all, we spent hundreds of dollars extra just to like get this place perfect so that, you know, and when we're ready for this meeting, the kid's going to come in and then they're going to, um, they're all going to be looking at the kid to see if he has a reaction because apparently it's like an immediate reaction. Yeah. And so we, we did all this and I'm like, I felt super confident and everybody's happy and they all came in and the kid took his shoes off, just kind of walked through the entryway and then just kind of looked around, kind of had this sad look on his face. He was like 13 and he just went. And you can't see me, but he like, he shaked his head no, and then turned around, put his shoes on and went outside. And then the dad's like, yeah, sorry, this isn't going to work. I'm like, (laughs) you little shit. (laughs) He was lying. He was, it was so fake. It was so fake. And I'd spent so much time on that family. Um. Now that's okay, not, so can that's we, not the furnace cleaning uh, cleaning company's uh, fault, fault, but that no. was just like I, I had to tell that story because like I for, completely forgot about that little shithead. Can we just like okay? So the, it didn't um, per se end on the best foot. There was um, there was it, not that it got like heated, but like 
some people <clears throat> may have been a little pissed off at kind of like how things transpired and stuff. With Are that you talking one. about me? You and the guy. Oh, I like fucked he... with that guy big time. Okay, afterwards. so <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, he was a dick. He, he he was a huge dick. Yeah, and it just like so it didn't. He, he was demanding like the world of of us, and we just couldn't help him at that point. And so you make him seem like an angel and me like the devil. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm say I'm just trying to not talk poorly of people. Anyways, but really funny story is that was oh gosh, how many years ago do you think that was? I don't know. Like five, six something like that seven like yeah. it was a long time ago and so we move back to Leduc last year yeah and last may it was actually um just over a year now so it was back may first one of our rentals we moved back into one of our uh rental properties here and i was like i keep seeing like these neighbors and i'm like god they look familiar i'm like and i'm just like racking my brain because every time i see them outside i'm like they look super familiar um, but they were like, you know, you know, neighbors these days, how nobody makes eye contact and nobody says hello. And like, it's really weird. So yeah. I was just like, I couldn't even like talk to them to be like, hey, do I know you? And it finally <laughs> dawned on me a couple weeks in that it was that family. And the really funny thing about it, it that was like crazy. It was like, oh, my God, because like I said, it didn't end well. I was like, I wonder if they remember us, probably. And um, but the really funny thing about it is that that house next door has had so many animals in it yeah like the so we bought we bought this place like this street was just going up brand new like we bought this new build and that was um yeah that was 2000s um we bought this 2016 2015, yeah. yeah so these were like new builds and so the first people who ever owned that had two crazy dogs that would just like tear around. They were definitely shedding dogs. Like, so that place has had it's and like, and we've owned this place since then. So we've seen all of the people, it was a rental right off the bat. So we've seen all the people who have come and gone from it's that totally place. It's totally fine though. It's totally fine because the kids, <laughs> the kid was from Leduc and his, his friends And wanted to here. stay in Leduc. Yeah. So his allergies don't bother him when his friends are around. Yeah. <laughs> Completely forgot about that. Yeah. So that was, yeah, I, sometimes you forget about, you know, those stories and those things that happen along the way, but mm -hmm. it's, it's nice to have a good reminder of well, kind of the stuff you've been through. Yeah. Duct sanitizing reminded duct me of that. Duct sanitizing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one of the few times we ever had to do it. Yeah. Anyways, um, they ended up moving out like two months later, thank God, because it was pretty <laughs> awkward while they were here. I think they moved because of us. He, <laughs> there was some awkward hellos. Yeah. And I just like pretended like I didn't know him. I I constantly tried to say hi and they were just like head down, like would not make eye contact. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, I wanted to go back to, because this is pretty funny. So on the, on the cat spur topic, Josh said, um, about whether the trap was dropped back off this week. He yeah. said, no, that peace officer is on holiday this week. And he said, nobody else is going to help with this type of situation. So this specific peace officer that you talked to and was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll see what we can do. But nobody else, everybody else is probably just like, seriously, like you're helping somebody trap a, a cat in a duct. Give me a break. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I think that you need to leave a trail of meow mix from the from the vent all the way out to the door, and just keep an eye on it during the day. 
Well, it would have to go beyond the door. He's going to get to the edge of the door, take the last one and run back in. You have to like get it out to the alley. <laughs> yeah, I guess. God. <laughs> this is stuff they don't teach you in the fix and flip courses. <laughs> and we're not that far off from being done either, which is the interesting part. It's like, what do we do? If that cat's still in there. Yeah, I saw a picture this morning. He's he was installing doors. Oh, really? He's installing door frames. So yeah, we're yeah, door frames, bifolds. We gotta get our <laughs> uh, wall. We can talk about the cabinet situation as well at that flip. Yeah. There's been lots of stuff we haven't talked about. Yes, we haven't filled you guys in in a little while. Yeah, so um something really interesting happened on Friday as well, right before Rapid Cash. Yeah. So we popped in um, on our way out of town just quickly. I can't even remember why. I think we just wanted, oh, because the kitchen cabinets were being installed. We yeah, wanted to like, go see. Oh, this is great. Let's go see. Them. Yeah, let's go see. Because um, we were going to be out of town for a few days. So we wanted to go take a peek. Um, they, were, they were still working on them. But I walk in the door. I walk up the, the front steps up to the uh, main level there. And I look to my left and I see cabinet drawers assembled and sitting on the floor and instantly my stomach dropped because I I ordered a white kitchen all, all white cabinets and there was gray like this light yuck gray um drawer sitting on the ground in the living room area and I was like <laughs> And why my, like, why my stomach dropped was because I was like, did I fuck up? I was like, what have I done? Which, did which I, can happen from yeah, time to time. You're a busy lady. It can happen. And, and we had been talking about the possibility of gray bases. And I had asked if I could see kind of the style that they had to make, to see what kind of color of gray it was and stuff. And so instantly I'm like hiding in the corner of the living room, scrolling through my phone because I'm mortified. I was like, I don't want Wayne to see this before. Like, mind you, he wouldn't have even known what was going on. He doesn't know what I ordered. Um, but I was like quickly pull up my emails and I'm scrolling through and we've ordered a bunch of kitchens with them. So I'm trying to find the right email of like where it was ordered. And I finally find it. And it in fact does say the, the full white package yeah and so i was like oh my god they ordered and installed the wrong cabinets so wayne comes up the stairs and i'm like wayne it's like quietly because the installer's behind me in the kitchen yeah. i'm like they ordered and installed the wrong cabinets these are supposed to be white and wayne's like what the fuck sorry i know i'm swearing but this was like a serious situation yes um, well, they were already late. Yeah. They messed up on the timing. Like, it's, yeah, they like they waiting. messed up on their scheduling. So they were supposed to be installed the week before, and they never showed. Um, and and Josh was like, "Hey, I thought the cabinets were supposed to be installed." And I'm like, "Yeah, they were." Did nobody show up? And he's like, "Nope." So I contacted them, and then they couldn't get in until almost a week later, um, which again was their mistake, not mine. So yeah, they had already kind of screwed up, and then they ordered the wrong cabinets. So. Yeah, um, we went to Rapid Cash, and I was like, you know what? I could call him right now, but I like let's let's wait. And first, they weren't done, so I was like, let's get the you know drawers set in and the and the handles on and see how it looks. Maybe we can just get a discount, you know, if it's not bad. Um, but 
at the end of the day. So that I think that night, um, my sales rep had sent me a picture of the completed kitchen and I, it was just a hard no. It was like, nope, not, this isn't happening. This isn't what I want. This isn't going to have an, the same impact that I wanted. This isn't the design that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I had to have some awkward conversations with the sales rep, um, tried to offer me a, a very poor discount, um, to keep the cabinets and I just, yeah, I just had to say no and that they needed to order the correct cabinets and swap them out and they needed to do it fast because they were already really behind schedule. But, um, thankfully we worked it out. We hashed it out and they're going to have them swapped out before the courts was scheduled to be installed. So, so timeline yeah. should still be timeline should still be on track. It's just um, yeah. So when you guys come in on Sunday, those of you who are coming to the fix and flip meetup, you're going to see some gray base cabinets yeah. in there. Um, but know that those are being swapped out to white. Yes. So the reason I didn't like them, just um, in case anyone is curious, is that it's like I really like like kind of almost like a charcoal gray um, two tone cabinet on the base. But this is like a really light, um, zero impact. Like, I don't even think I'd put this in a rental property, to be honest. Yeah. Um, just like zero, like zero um, wow factor, I guess. Well, it's just like blah. Go for, right? It's just blah. Not that white is going to have a wow factor, but it's going to look nice and cre- clean and crisp. Well, white and black handles is what everybody wants right now. I talked about this with someone just recently. And you know what? That's it. That's all they want right now. And that's all we're going to give them. It's nice and it's cheap. And we're going to run with it until someone changes their mind. Um, Josh, sorry, um, Jeremy had said that he thought the gray looked nice. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a new kitchen. It's going to look nice. But like, that's one of the few areas that we have to make an impact with, with with the buyer, right? That's, that's one of the hot spots. Um, That's what everybody's looking at first. So it needs to be what they want. And if, if a few people are going to be like, nah, then we're going to, then we're going to lose buyers, potential buyers. So mm-hmm. it's just not worth it. Um, now, Josh said, you're really selling all of us on homes, pro kitchens. Well, you know what? I, uh, these, these, um, I won't say their name twice. Yeah, I will. I have to, uh, homes, pro, um, kitchens has a huge opportunity, right? We have said their name on the show many times. Okay, that is an opportunity, a free opportunity. And if they are listening, then they should be smart enough to know that when you have an opportunity like this, you should do what you say you're going to do. Because if you do, then it will be good feedback. If you don't, then it will not. It's not like I'm, I'm cursing their name up and down and dragging it through the mud. No. Was it delivered on time? No. Well, I just told you it's not delivered on time. Uh, did they order the right stuff? No. Well, had they, then everybody probably would have used them. It sounds like uh, Jeremy's, you know, planning on calling them tomorrow. Great prices, terrible service. And they have an opportunity now to fix that. And if they do, then I will tell you that they fixed that and they made it right. But until then. I will say, I will say, um, because I've been the one dealing with them, is that they have always righted their. Wrote. Right. You, cor- you correct me a lot in the mornings. It's a, They've always it's a, wrote their wrongs. Righted. Oh, They've wow. always righted their wrongs. Written. Righted. 
Ooh, where's our teachers? I'm fairly confident on this, but I might have just embarrassed myself. Anyways. They've always found a way to, <laughs> to write, to their, write wrongs. their wrongs. <laughs> um, write it is correct, Leo says. Hot damn. Yeah, so they've always they've always fixed their mistakes. They've always do you like that better? Does it sound okay? <laughs> um and writ their wrongs. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did I make you forget what you're gonna say? They've always righted their wrongs. Okay, that just No, it's not written. It's not like draw it out. It's like corrected. Right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Everybody shut up. <laughs> drawn, drew, drew, drawn out. <laughs> Drawn their rugs. Not no. drawed. Drawn out. Drawn. Drawn. I was trying to make a point. May I? You may. They've always fixed their mistakes. And Facts. in this case, <laughs> Sorry, I'm so in this dumb, case, dumb, dumb, dumb. this the sales rep that I deal with, um, he was very apologetic. I told him how um, upset I was about the situation and how... Um, uh, how unsatisfied I was with the solution that was provided. And w- within moments, he came back apologizing and saying, please, like, I'm I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this right. And, um, you know, it's <sighs> such an English podcast. Okay. Josh is making fun of us in the chat. No big deal. Yeah. Anyways, he was very apologetic and he is getting us the correct product. He's eating his, the cost of his mistake on his own. Um, and, and he's making sure that I'm happy and he's doing it on the timeline before the courts is installed. So at the end of the day, I'm getting exactly what I wanted and nothing is in jeopardy. No timelines have been changed. Um, you know what I mean? So I, uh, in in my eyes are you saving face right now no in my eyes although i was a bit upset over the weekend about it and didn't really know how to handle it and i had to step out of my comfort zone and put on my big girl panties Mm -hmm. everything is fine yes right everything is as it's supposed to be so mistakes happen and as long as people correct them and don't just say nope sorry that's what you get and you better pay us you know what I mean? Like there's been situations that we experienced recently where, you know, someone did a really shitty paint job and said, pay me. And and basically there was no other solution. They weren't taking responsibility for their poor craftsmanship and for not delivering what they said they were going to. Yeah. So in this case, they have always righted their wrongs. I'm sticking by it. And I am happy with that. And I will call them again. It just feels like you really drewed this out really long. <laughs> You're lucky I can't reach you. I'd smack you. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is definitely drawn out very long. Um, so Josh, is, there, Josh, Josh, go ahead. There, there's a bit of a theme. I don't know if you'd notice with, with uh, Wayne's values. And this is the most important one, and it should be your most important value as well, is accountability. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. I am very, very serious about accountability. And this doesn't just go for contractors. This doesn't just go for 
you know, joint venture partners. This just goes for in general, in life. When you say you're going to do something, you do it. Yeah. Because if you say that you're going to go and raise, you're going to buy 10 properties this year, do it. If you're going to buy those 10 properties and everyone else says they're going to do things that are supposed to happen in order for you to get those 10 properties, then you expect them to do it, right? It would be a perfect world if everybody did what they said they were going to do. We would live in harmony, but we don't and they don't. And that's where we get disappointed. We get discouraged. Accountability is one of my number one values, core values, Mm -hmm. because it's extremely frustrating when I want things to happen. I say I'm going to do things and I can't because other people didn't do what they said they were supposed to do. When that value doesn't, isn't as important to them. That's selfish, right? Yeah. That's a reoccurring theme that you'll, you'll start to notice. Mm -hmm. You were saying? Oh, um, Josh had made comment that um, they had made some mistakes on the Loyola project as well. But um, I, I mean, there was uh, our our walls and ceilings, or sorry, our floors and ceilings were not level at all. And so um, I think the only real mistake that was made was that um, they didn't measure from floor to ceiling at all points. And so we had some some gap situation that we needed to deal with. I don't really know whether that would be you know, worthy of calling it, they made a mistake. Everything's fine. The kitchen looks beautiful. Everything fit the way it was supposed to. They leveled everything out. It looks great. Um, So as far as that goes. (laughs) On Springvale, the only problem was that um, the, the Vancouver floods delayed the kitchen by like a month. When we, so our flip was de- was super delayed, um, and the rest of it was was miscommunication of them not properly explaining to me what the package entailed and what they were doing and what they weren't doing. So it was a matter of very poor communication, which I brought up to them and said, "You guys need to improve on this because as a new customer, I had zero idea what I was getting and what 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 was and what wasn't happening. So you guys need to fix that." I know now, so I can move forward and properly communicate with you guys. But as a new customer coming in, that was not okay. And again, they said thank you and and hopefully took that into consideration. Why don't you go marry them? <laughs> Am I super defending them? Big time. Because Josh keeps throwing out more and more stuff that they did wrong in the comments. <laughs> and Josh is being a part of it. <laughs> yeah, they ordered the wrong cabinet, remember? Base cabinet. No, it wasn't the wrong one. It was that they had to move. Um, they had to swap the the sink and the dishwasher due to hookup, um, a hookup problem. And so they had, because the of where the um, cabinets were falling, the corner piece that oh. goes out to the little like breakfast bar kind of knockout thing yeah. um, had to change from a drawer to a cupboard to accommodate the... Oh, am I over-exaggerating? I think so. That's what I'm trying to say is that. (laughs) This whole time I've been stressing out about this. (laughs) Okay, so there were a couple questions in here. I've got them saved, yeah. They were were topic changers. Yeah. 
I just wanted to see if anybody else wanted to stay on topic before we go completely off. Because what happens is I change topic. And, and then, then there's comments. And, and we then someone's still to commenting on about cat urine and, um, and base cabinets. That was my second country album. Cat urine and base cabinets? Yeah. Okay, great. Platinum. Does anyone have a recommendation for cabinets in Ottawa for Patrick? My general understanding is that it seems as though cabinets aren't as difficult to um, purchase anymore, that people are, are able to, you know, get them at Home Depot or Lowe's or, you know, that sort of thing. So I think that Ikea is still having... Um, stock issues. Anybody, please correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't personally looked. But I've heard a lot of different people say that they've been picking up their kitchens at Home Depot and Lowe's and that there hasn't been issue yeah. as of lately. Yeah. Um, the only like the, the reason why we decided to go with an actual um, company to provide to, to come out to template to um, quote to provide the materials and to install because of their great service is not because of their great service is because of um, convenience. Mm -hmm. So uh, as you guys know, we are involved in our flips, but we would like to be as little involved as possible. So, you know, we've been trying to save money here and there by, you know, ordering supplies and having them delivered and that sort of thing. But going from store to store to store, trying to find all of the cabinets that we need and all the sizes that we need and to make sure they have all of the, the cabinet faces in stock is not proper use of my time. Mm -hmm. So for somebody to just come in, for me to call them up, say, I have a new project, please come out to this address. When can you meet me there? Yeah. Have them measure it up, wait for their quote to come in with their drawings, say, change this, change that, looks good, let's go. And to not have to worry about it until I find out that the wrong cabinets were installed, pretty convenient. Yes. So that's why we've been using an actual company. Plus, considering they're giving us the whole kitchen package like they do the quartz, they provide the sink, they provide the faucet, they provide the handles. Apparently like, they do flooring too. They, they sell flooring to stores in Edmonton. They don't provide directly to customers. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and in some cases, if you get the full kitchen package, they'll even provide the backsplash, which you have to install. They don't install it. Um, that's that's convenience right there. Are they paying you? <laughs> I'm not talking about them specifically. I'm saying I'm a kitchen provider. And that's convenience right there. <laughs> I'm talking about kitchen. It says it right on the side of their building, doesn't it? <laughs> So tagline. And there's an arrow pointed towards their door. Um, I'm talking about kitchen suppliers <laughs> in general. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. I uh, think I'm just going to take my coffee and go upstairs now. That's okay. <laughs> I'm getting shit on. I'm really enjoying this morning's show. And um, I think it was Patrick a minute ago said that uh, you guys sound exactly like me and my wife. Or my wife and I. He definitely said my wife and I. He's got good grammar. He should be running this podcast. But he spelled two wrong. He um, he said T-O instead of... Um, T-O-O. -O. Yeah, yeah. Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. <laughs> it is what it is. 
That's what it is. Um, Gabrielle. Yes. I was going to say something earlier. Oh, uh, yeah, Patrick. Um, Ikea. Ikea is like number one first stop. It's always been the cheapest, easiest. Um, just supply supply chain issues. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of people stopped going to Ikea for a little while there because, you know, you go to Ikea and, you know, spend time with the... Um, designers the designers there and or on the computer whichever and then you go print out your list and then you go and check stock and it's like all of them except for one is mm -hmm. in stock and then you got to go reconfigure your whole kitchen it's a huge pain in the butt um so people just stopped using it because they, it was unreliable yeah um but i'm hearing that it's not as big of an issue right now i don't know but you gotta that's one way to figure it out it's just to go in and give it a shot or go talk to someone there or go talk to another flipper in your area. Say, hey, is Ikea working right now? And uh, they have countertops there at Ikea as well. Mm -hmm. um, and they get them from local suppliers. Is it the cheapest? Hmm. I mean, it's probably... I think it's comparable for sure. I, I mean, like you're not... You're, you're on like the retail side. So it's like you're not getting any amazing deals or anything. Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to become a, um, a big flipper in your area... You might want to go direct to um, to to the supplier and and find an installer and see if that installer can get a good deal or you can build a relationship with that supplier vendor. Yeah, and um, just show that you're doing lots of deals and then they'll be able to give you. Um, yeah, outside outside of um, obviously we've been using homes for the last few times, but we do have a relationship with somebody who will try to find offcuts and stuff for us. Yeah, so he'll be like, "Let me check the warehouse. I'll see if I can find some offcuts that'll fit this size, and if so, then we can do a killer deal." The only reason we stopped using him was because it, again, the the, the convenience mm -hmm. um, of a one stop shop yeah. kitchen place. That's you know they we looked at the price for what they're supplying the. And installing the the courts for it, and it was very comparable. It was a little bit more expensive, but I, I I'm willing to pay for that convenience. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So, but you can get uh, like you're like if you do ten flips all through IKEA, you know what I mean. You're not gonna get build up a relationship with IKEA where they're gonna get you a deal on the courts or the cabinets. Yeah. So it's better to build a relationship with the supplier directly, um, and they'll pass those deals on to you. Um. And get a podcast and you can talk nicely about them and, you know, get better deals, which I, we should definitely check our, our, our invoice next time. Um, cause I'm sure that they're going to add 10% because of all the things I said. Today. <laughs> no, it's already 50% is paid. So I know exactly how much I owe. Okay. <laughs> I, I justified my comments though with my core values. Absolutely. Okay. I justified it. It's, it's very important. Yeah. The things that I want in life are, are very, very important to me. I've defined them. And anyone who gets in my fucking way is, is going to get dragged through the mud on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know? You know? <laughs> that's a good clip. And I'll for, defend them. That's a good clip for today's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we'll save that one. <clears throat> Don't you believe in second chances, Wayne? Of course. As long as they write they're wrong. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting. Have I not been patient? I don't know what you're talking about. 
I'm waiting for them to to wrote to written their righteous wrong. <laughs> I'm waiting for them to write it until they do. I think I've been awfully patient. What is zoning? Why is it important? How can someone check zoning before buying a property? Zoning is a designation that uh, cities give each uh, property lot, type. Yeah, lot type. Each lot of land. And the designation determines what you can build on it, what you can do on it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it is. Um, geez, I can't. Can there be multiple units? Can there be commercial? Does it have to be single family? Yeah. Commercial. Um, It it basically tells you what what can be built on that property Mm -hmm. and what types of uses Mm -hmm. can be done on that property. Um, City planners will determine what they want the city to look like. Right. And there is, um, I'm sure there's, there's, education you can get on on that it's probably civil engineering i don't know who knows i certainly don't um bet you jeremy does bet you jeremy does (laughs) but uh they want the they want the city to look a certain way and there's there's a lot of science behind that um how many parks in a certain area how many schools in a certain area you know how many apartments townhouse mixed use residential Mm -hmm. Um, residential zero lot line, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, how much densification in a certain area? There's a huge, there's, there's, there's smart people behind all of that. And yeah. I've never really quite looked that deep into it other than what can I do with this particular piece of property? So they give it designations. Um, and then you can look up those designations on your city website or wherever they hide them for your particular town, city, hamlet. Yeah, in Edmonton, you can go on the Slim 2 maps and um, – or Slim maps. Sorry, I, I mixed up Spin 2 and Slim. The uh, city of Edmonton Slim map, and when you put in your address there, it'll pull up what neighborhood you're in, what the zoning is, um, lot line stuff, like communi- where your community um, – you're on the right track. Yeah. When you when you look up the what you're zoned for in that particular lot, um, you can just go and check the the, the table there and, and check and see what you that particular designation that particular zoning um, is uh, zoned for. Um, now you can apply for a variance. Um, you can apply for a change of you know designation, uh, change the zoning. Um, there's a process for it. But uh, that's that's essentially what what zoning is. Um, and uh, make sure you check the zoning before you go and purchase a property. If you think that uh, that's you want to really modify sweet lots, <clears throat> you know that house is going to make for a perfect um, burr because you're going to add a secondary suite. Well, just double check that that particular zoning is is you know you're allowed to build a secondary suite. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm going to tear it down and put a fourplex. Mm-hmm. And you do that. Yep. Yes, you have to you have to check and make sure first. Um, another quick one. Uh, Varsh had had a question, and uh, I believe this was brought up at the Rapid Cash Weekend, which Varsh was there. Have you ever used options to purchase if you are not sure if you're able to find another buyer? Um, have you ever used option to purchase? I'm sorry, option to purchase. So 
um, as opposed to tying up a property with a purchase contract, um, a conditional purchase contract, which is what most wholesalers assigners do. What they'll do is they'll get a, a signed purchase contract uh, and they'll get it under conditions for a period of time, two, three weeks. And then they'll try and assign that purchase contract to another investor or buyer for a fee. Um, that's wholesaling. But what Varsh learned over the weekend is that you can also use option contracts mm-hmm. to sell your option as opposed to selling a purchase contract, which is, in in all honesty, is is the right way to do it. You should be using option contracts and not purchase contracts. But I, it's I not as well I, known. It's not. I, I think I can't remember if I talked to Varsh about it or someone else, but. Um, everybody was like, oh, wow, yeah, that makes total sense. But the reason a lot of people don't use option contracts and they prefer to go with the purchase contract route is because options aren't as well known. And if you're going up to a seller and saying, hey, I'd like to, um, I'd like to pay you for the option to purchase your property. I'll pay you a thousand dollars. You give me the option to buy your property for a month. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, that's a non-refundable option. Right. And then you have a month to go and find, you know, a buyer and you can sell your interest in that option and they can exercise that option and buy that property for the price that you have, um, you have it for, you'll have it locked up for. So you would get an option, say, I, I, I want the option to buy your house for $250,000 and I'm going to pay you a thousand dollars for that right. And I have the option to buy it for $250,000 for 30 days. Person says, sure, give me the thousand bucks. They signed the contract. And now you have the option to buy it at any time in the next 30 days for $250,000. You can go and sell your interest in that option contract to another investor for more money, maybe 5,000. They pay you 5,000 and then you assign your interest in that option to that person. That person exercises their option with the original seller and they close. Now, again, the big reason why not is because most sellers, homeowners don't know shit about options. And if you try and pitch something like that, they're like, no, no, I just want to sell my house. It's possible though, just like most people don't understand agreement for sale yet. Here we are. Lots of people are out there doing agreement for sale. There needs to be some level of motivation though in order for an agreement for sale. True. Yeah. So that's why it's just significantly easier just to get a purchase contract under conditions and then assign it that way. Um, than to try and explain options to someone. Um, because if you want to get an option on a contract, like I want the right to buy your property for $250,000 for the next 30 days. What's, what's the first thing they're going to say if they're interested, I want my lawyer to look at it. Yeah. And they're going to send to their lawyer and they're going to well, I don't know. You know, I know because they're going to send it to their brother. Who's a, who's a, tax lawyer or, you know, or even, a you know, their, their, their real estate lawyer, but their real estate lawyer doesn't deal with options. Right. So they're going to, what's, what's a confused lawyer always say? No, no, exactly. Yeah. So Varsha's question was, have you ever used it? If you were not sure if you will, will be able to find another buyer. And the oh. answer to that is absolutely. That's kind of the purpose of it is that it gives you the time to go and do whatever you need to do, whether that's find a buyer, um, figure out, maybe it's zoning stuff. Maybe you need time to figure out if you're going to be able to convert that thing. Maybe you need time to do some 
crazy financing stuff that you're not sure if it's going to fly or not. Um, So it really gives you time to do whatever it is that you need to do to figure out if you can either buy it or assign it or so that, yeah, in essence, that is the purpose of an option. One other thing is, yeah, you can potentially like we were just talking about rezoning. Yeah. Um, You know, if you want to find out if it can be rezoned or you want to look into the zoning, you just want to lock that puppy up. Um, then, then that's one way to do it. I've heard of other people actually, um, their option could be like a right of first refusal as well. Um, say for example, your neighbor has got a really, really big lot, but they're not ready to sell. You can get like a right of first refusal or the option to buy the property for a certain price. Um, you know, before they try and sell it. So, hey, if you ever think about selling, I want to buy it first. I want right of first refusal or I want the option to buy it for this price. You come to me first and I'll pay you $10,000 for it. They get the $10,000 now. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. I'm not planning on selling for another five or 10 years, but yeah. What, but when you do, I want to buy it for this price. Does that sound fair? Right? Mm-hmm. So that, you know, that way, if it ever does go up and you want to, you know, rezone both lots and put them together and build a 12 plex, I don't know, whatever the hell. Or you just want to be able to control what is done next to your home. Maybe you live in an older neighborhood and you don't want some dickhead infill developer coming in and, and, and cramming it full of suites, you know, for students, you know, you can have a level of control there making sure that what gets built next to you. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's uh, options are very cool. Um, at the rapid cash uh, workshop, uh, Barry was talking about it and Barry's been talking about options for years. Yeah. And it always blows my mind and his that like no one utilizes them. Yeah. Um, they're a very cool tool. It is. Uh, but very underutilized. Yeah. So there's a few kind of questions, um, below there. Um, if we can just quickly kind of bust through them before the end uh, of the Genesis, show. Here. Can the option be canceled during that 30 days? Yes. No. Well, you can cancel. Yeah, it. you can cancel it. They can't. You paid. You already yeah. paid. So. Sorry, I I assumed that that's what he was asking. Is if you, the person who purchased the option, can cancel it within the thirty days? You don't have to cancel. You just don't. Exercise. You just don't exercise it. But yeah, like I mean, the right thing to do is if you, if in a week you determined, oh, okay, no, absolutely, this isn't going to work. I screwed up. It it would be beneficial to cancel it if you had it for a month, so that they know they can go and and seek out a a buyer, right? Yeah. But yeah, they like they get to keep their money that you the money the option money that you paid them. So it doesn't matter to them if you don't exercise it within the thirty days. You can walk away at any time. Would yeah. option to purchase be bigger in provinces that doesn't allow purchase contracts to be assigned? Uh, perhaps. The question is, I think, in that lies is whether an option contract can be assigned in those provinces. Do you know what I mean? Like if you can't assign a real estate purchase contract in say, let's just say Saskatchewan, are you able to assign an option contract? That would be something that you would need to find out. Yeah, I'm not an expert. Yeah. I, I can't say for certain. And I can't say whether one would be more uh, favorable or or, mm-hmm. or popular in one area than another. Mm-hmm. Can't say for sure, but I mean, yeah, if if, if something theory, wasn't possible in one yeah. province, and then this would naturally become a solution, yeah, 
the the solution to that. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Chris asked, so would you put a caveat on the property? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Otherwise, if there's no caveat registered, then they, in theory, could go and sell it um, without you even knowing. Yep. Right? And pocket your money. I mean, you could go well, and sue. And <laughs> Well, that's what would happen. So they, you're leaving it open for them to make a mistake. You're leaving it open for them to, um, to go against what's in that contract. So what is your what's your course of action after that? Your course of action would be to file a claim against them in, in, in provincial court. Yeah. And you have to go after them for, and you have to pay legal fees and everything else and then months and months and months. Now the property is already sold to someone else. So now you need to take the property back from that person. God, they probably already painted the fence white. Uh, so, you know, trying to steal a home from a family who can you just imagine how messy that would be? Um, what would end up probably happening is they would not force someone to move out of their brand new home. What they would do is they would force the seller to they, give you your money back. I think they would force the seller to cover the expenses of the you or the cost that you incurred in order to you know for the option plus any money that you lost. It would only be money that you you know the the money that you the, sorry the expenses you incurred. Yeah. Um, but very, it is very unlikely that uh, any judge in Canada would ever force someone to move out of their home yeah. because the seller didn't do it right. So the best way to, as you said, the best way to prevent that from happening is just to put a caveat on title, which is which is an impedance from them being able to sell it from under you. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to continue to go through. It looks like you really want to end the show, which, oh, yeah, it's been an hour. The price with your neighbor. What did I do to for you to say it looks like you really want to end the show? <laughs> I saw you look up out of the corner of my eye and you were like <laughs> I was gonna say something. <laughs> but okay. Oh. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say that um besides you teasing me um throughout the whole middle of the show, I thought that was uh pretty good information we covered there. <laughs> <laughs> you mess with my grammar. All the time. All the time. But here's the thing is that you tried to mess with correct grammar. So you were teasing me of something that I was correct about. I'm desperate. I'm desperate. I'm, I'm really desperate <laughs> to take some of the heat off me. You know, I, I said I said yesterday that I was looking for someone on the show to see if they were here. They've been here lots and they didn't show up today either. I'm going to call <laughs> them out by name tomorrow. Stay tuned to find out who it is. Uh, yes, we will continue to keep you filled in on Catspur. What did... <laughs> What's happening right now? Oh, I was just going through my notes. Oh, I was okay. just like trying to finalize the show that you weren't. You weren't. What are you doing? Googling? Yeah. What are you Googling? Nothing. Are you working already? The show's not even over. No. You go straight to work. I'm trying to prove my grammar. Did you find anything? Not yet. Exactly. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.